Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> some technical difficulties the show started about seven minutes prior to airtime so 
Um, just waiting in for my partner, Cal Shoemake. And in the meantime, we're going to take a small station break. Mom, if you can hear me, I think I made it. 20,000 fans from the stage I'm standing on. I want you to know I appreciate it. One day I'll come home, we can celebrate. Mom, I gotta go, the curtain's calling. All the way from Rome, I'm really sorry. Tell my little sister, I said, hey. One day I'll come home, we can celebrate. Yeah, these late nights and these long drives. Four moons under dark skies. Tears fall behind phone screens. Lonely hearts lead to bad dreams. Wish that I could be there for you. I hope the life will be fair for you. It's hard to sleep because I'm always thinking and passing out off the codeine. And I hope you know that I'm not complaining. Hope you know I appreciate it. Every day is just filled with love, man. Every day is just thanks and praises. But memories of your birthdays, they give me in no the worst ways. And you say, Dad, it's okay. When you get home, we can celebrate Mom, if you can hear me, I think I made it 20,000 fans from the stage I'm standing on I want you to know I appreciate it One day I'll come home, we can celebrate Mom, I gotta go, the curtain's calling All the way from Rome, I'm really sorry Tell my little sister, I said hey Hey, Cal. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Blog Talk today, but um, I don't know if you heard got my last message, but we have only 30 minutes of airtime today. Um, I really don't know what what is happening with all of this, but um, just to let you know, that's what we have. Well, we've got a hyperdrive show today, then, right? We've got to got to get yeah, through this yeah, yeah. material fast. Lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, and I, you know, as we said last week, I guess you you want to discuss our our wide receivers and talk through. I guess maybe we'll just kind of talk through the the first few. Maybe try to go a little bit in depth on on some of those. Is that what you want to want to go through here then? In that case. Yeah. 
yeah, let's do that. Let's let's hit those up, and then uh, next week we we can definitely we'll definitely have a lot more time because hopefully Block yeah. Talk will be working uh, smoothly by then, which I'm sure it will be. Yeah, we'll skip. There wasn't anything really huge as far as the news and notes. I didn't think anyway, so uh, we will, I guess, skip that. And then I want to ask you. I I think you know there is a really big push this year in redraft leagues going back to the going back to running backs. It seems like running backs are more and more predominant in the first rounds, and you know, going back to the way things were, you know, four or five years ago. Um with wide receivers taking a little bit of a step back, whereas for the last few years, it seems like wide receivers became the big thing. That's what you wanted. Wide receivers first, zero RB strategy. That was the big push. Um, Are you just from a, just talking about strictly from a redraft standpoint, are you on that train? Are you in the, I got to get, get a running back uh, here and I'm going to wait because wide receiver is deeper or, I guess in general, what's your approach running? Just just talking about redraft, what's your approach on wide receivers in general? Yeah, I, I think you bring up a really great point. It seems like it's flip flop now, where wide receivers were the ones that were in scarfs, and it was all running backs. I remember for at least a year or two where running backs were the top ten selections. I mean, they very well could have been. One through ten, that's what you went with. You went with running back. Now it's it's not so much. With that said, there's a lot of wide receivers that are pretty much the same. You know, they're gonna they're gonna produce about equally amount as what a group of them are gonna do. So you you got you have handfuls of receivers that are either in the say medium middle tier to lower tiers that are producing the same amount of points. So. I think it depends on where you're picking at. So if you're picking, say, in the first five slots in a redraft league, you're probably going to go with maybe three of the running backs and maybe two wide receivers and Antonio Brown and um, that, who am I, who am I forgetting? Um, who's it? Oh, DeAndre Hollis. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, or Odell. That's another good one. Um, so you're probably going to go with one or two of those. You're definitely going to go with Brown in the top five. Um, now, if you're picking after that, then I think you can you can sort of maneuver your strategy and be more selective with your wide receivers because after the first, say, four running backs, there really isn't um, – they're all sort of going to split time with somebody or somewhere. So um, I, I'm more open to pick a receiver after the first five slots. Yeah, I think that I'm 100% with you there in redraft. Now, what about dynasty? If you got a dynasty league starting up tomorrow, what are the chances that you're even going to take a running back in the first round? I Running backs have such a short shelf life in dynasty. I tend to try to avoid those unless, you know, unless it's a Saquon Barkley where I know I've got the next four or five years with him. But, you know, with Odell, you probably have a decade um, where you're going to have him – do you kind of have that similar approach or do you so – a lot of those wide receivers get bumped up for me. Michael Thomas, a lot of those guys are getting bumped up into the first round. Um, as far as I'm concerned, do you, do you value, tend to value wide receivers that way or do you play it more for, more for this year and try to, try to collect a running back at the top of your dynasty draft? 
Yeah, I think with Dynasty, you definitely there's more. It's more definitely wide receiver heavy. So you're going to see, and it, as you made a good point, Michael Thomas, who is probably a second rounder in redraft leagues, going to go in the first round in Dynasty leagues, just because they have they have a longer shelf life. So you you don't want to take a chance on on getting someone say like living on Bell his rookie season. Well, now you've gone through four years of him being sort of injured, whether it's been in the playoffs or not, he's, he's been injured every year. So you have to sort of take that lump each and every single time. Now with the wide receiver, you, you don't really always have that issue. They might be, you know, hurt, you know, maybe a couple games or something that effect. They're not hurt at all. Like EJ green, I don't think it's ever been hurt. Um, so you're 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 dealing with more of a smoother transition, and therefore they become more valuable. With that said, I, I think that still in the first five rounds, you're still going to look at running backs because you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have Todd Gurley, you have David Johnson. That that's three. Melvin Gordon could go either way in the top five. I don't know. Uh, some of them have him outside the top five. Some of them don't. So that's sort of a flip flop there. But yeah, you know, Saquon Barkley, of course, is I think in the top five, if not the top six. Then after that, you're going to start getting more and more receivers going on. Um, so again, I, I think redraft and dynasty parallel in the first five rounds. But after that, it really be, does become more wide receiver heavy. I 100% agree with you, and I think. Right now, it seems like going number one and number two, kind of flip-flopping on a lot of the dynasty ADPs, are Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, which obviously leaves out maybe the guy who I have the most confidence in for this year alone in Antonio Brown. And a big reason for that is those guys are a lot younger than Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown is 29. Um, we know that there is a little bit of a decline when those wide receivers get to 30. It doesn't mean that a guy like Antonio Brown can't produce, but I think you do see dynasty dynasty owners get a little bit hesitant. Anytime any of their players get to 30 years old, Antonio Brown pushing that now, and you can see it in dynasty ADPs. He gets pushed back more towards like the late first round. What are your thoughts on, Antonio Brown investing in him now in a dynasty league would you want to pay up to acquire him in a dynasty league or where are you are you starting to get that feeling of better to be out on him early rather than late where are you in the curve of Antonio Brown I I, I would it's tough because I think a lot of his his value rides on Ben Roethlisberger, and it seems like every year Ben Roethlisberger talks about retirement but never does. And, you know, the guy could probably play another three years. So if he can produce for another three years, you definitely don't want to get rid of that. And I think even at 32, Brown is, is still going to be a relevant wide receiver. Now, with that said, if, if Roethlisberger retires, say, this season, then – you have Mason Rudolph as probably as, as their as his replacement, or at least that's what they're hoping for. That, that's why they picked him where they picked him. Now we don't know how good Mason Rudolph is, and as we've seen, when faced with lesser quarterbacks than Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown hasn't been able to produce at all or very little. Uh, he's he's done all his production with 
Ben Roethlisberger. So that makes me nervous. And with that, with that point, I definitely would be looking to sell, but I would be selling pretty high. I'm, I'm not going to take anything that is of lesser value. I'm not going to probably be taking any kind of draft picks. Um, it's going to have to be a solid wide receiver that I can count on for years and, you know, maybe something else to sweeten the pot. But I'm definitely open to sell Antonio Brown. Yeah, especially if you're in a win. If you're in a win now, I think you, it becomes, you, you know, you you really you're not going to find much better production, much more um, consistent production out of anybody other than Antonio Brown, especially for this year. So if you're in a win now, I don't, there's certainly no reason to get off of him. But um, you know, I I do think the amount that you can get for him is starting to shrink, and I, every year now, what you'll be able to get in return. So I think it's knowing your team, knowing where your team is in a winning cycle, knowing how competitive you're going to be. Are you a couple of years out? Are you, you know, is there some super stud team that you don't feel like you can take down yet and you need to maximize the amount that you get back? You know, I, I think some of those things might be considerations for me, but I, I, overall I'm with you. I don't think the time to necessarily jump out just in a vacuum is right now, but I, I, I could see, I, I could see people, um, deciding that this is the most I'm going to be able to get for him from here on out. So I will go ahead and trade him and maybe I'll take on a couple of assets, get a running back that I, that I can add to, you know, say Devonte Adams or, you know, something like that. That might be a good, mm-hmm. good return, but um, yeah, I want to, there's, there's not much to say about DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham, right? I mean, they're kind of the number one, number two guys, Dynasty wise, you know, put him in the tier there with Antonio Brown if you want, but there's nothing really to say there. They're studs. They're going to be studs for a long time. If you have them on your team, you're really happy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think with uh, definitely with DeAndre Hopkins, he seemed like he he came back from the year before. So two years ago, he he blew off the map, and then uh, the year after that which was two years from today was a really poor year for him. But then last year came around and he blew off the map again. So I, unless he's not one of those players where it's like every other year is a bad year, he should be all right. Um, and with Odell, I don't know. I, I sort of have a, a negative aspect. I, I mean, he's definitely where he is as a either – the number two or the number three, depending on where you want to put DeAndre Hopkins, the coin flip for me. Um, he's definitely there, but I don't know. Don't you feel like like either it's the injuries or his attitude or just a combination of both that makes you kind of nervous? Or would you just pick him if uh, if you're picking your, your wide receiver, your number one wide receiver, and he's available for you, would you still go with him? He's number two for me, and only because uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is number one because DeAndre Hopkins has the better quarterback and the better quarterback situation. I think that gives Hopkins a little bit of an upgrade because Deshaun Watson is obviously young. I think he's awesome. Um, you know, there are some people worried about if he's, is he going to be able to maintain what he did last year in a small sample. I don't know that anybody will be able to long-term maintain everything that he did, but one thing he did do and did well is throw the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins 
and make him look like a beast again. I think the only thing that went wrong in DeAndre Hopkins' career is he got Brock Osweiler, and that's it. <laughs> he just had a year where Brock Osweiler came in, and he wasn't good. And I think that says a lot more about Brock Osweiler that he couldn't even succeed with DeAndre Hopkins. And that tells you all you need to know about him. But Dell, the, the one thing you can say about him is the same thing you said about, about uh, Antonio Brown, is what happens if Eli Manning is gone after this year? And I know there's a quarterback that they picked up in the draft that you like, but what kind of chemistry is he going to have with whoever steps in and is the next quarterback of that team? Because that's coming sooner than later. That's going to come within the next couple of years. Or what happens if he hits right. free agency and goes somewhere else and has to learn a new system and all that? Now, I think his talent is good enough to overcome all of that. And, you know, to be honest, it's not like any of us think that Eli Manning is Tom Brady. <laughs> and, you know, he's this incredible quarterback. So I think he's succeeded in some ways with an average quarterback already. So that's really – I would say all he needs is average quarterback play, and he's going to be an absolute stud for you. He's got all of the after-catch after moves that you would want. He's got everything you want in terms of just being able to make plays and make moves, get, make touchdowns, make incredible catches, obviously, and all those different things. He, you just got to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to be, he's going to be fine. And then, obviously, Antonio Brown as well. But, yeah, I – I'm not worried as much about the attitude stuff. I feel like that kind of that will, I feel like that will sort itself out, and you know whether it's whether it's him toning some of that down or whether it's him just continuing to to be fueled by it. Um, I, I think I, I think he'll be fine with that. Injury stuff's unpredictable. The, the way the guy came down on his ankle last year, I, you know, that's kind of a fluke yeah. injury. I, I wouldn't expect that to. You know, you can't predict that. That could happen to anybody this year. So I wouldn't worry about that as much. I, yeah. So that's if you got any of those guys. And honestly, I don't care if it's Odell or or if it's Hopkins. I'm pretty happy if I've got either one. I'd give a slight edge to Hopkins, but you know, I'd that's I'd go those those two, and then Antonio Brown only discounted because of his age at number three. So yeah, and I, and I, agree. Then, I, I yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that I totally agree with you. After those guys, I think things do get um, pretty interesting and things things get a little bit more debatable. I think a really interesting guy this year is Julio Jones. He has been um, as, as talented a wide receiver as it gets, and he's kind of going off the board right now at number four. According to Fantasy Pros ADP, about as talented as it can get. He's got same quarterback he's been working on, but it has never come through in terms of touchdowns. Starting to get a little bit older. Uh, just in general, what are your thoughts on how are you valuing Julio Jones going into this season? Well, yeah, it, I think he's definitely on the decline and not really on the uptake i i really have a hard time with that combination with matt ryan and him i think he's just for whatever reason matt ryan becomes allergic to the red zone and just can't find julio jones so as long as matt ryan's a quarterback it's 
just been proven that Julio Jones is not going to score touchdowns. And Matt Ryan isn't, you know, 35. He's not Eli Manning who's on, on you know, just barely two two legs and, and a crutch. You know, it's just a long-term effect. And I, I don't know. I he, He's injured a lot. He's, you know, he can do – and when he's healthy, he can do everything on the field. And – but I just I just don't see any improvement from maybe a couple more touchdowns. I think you're definitely going. He's probably definitely going to regress to the mean of his touchdowns. But we're, what are we talking about? Three more touchdowns, four more touchdowns. Um, so it's it's pretty much what he is um, from last year is what he's going to be this year plus three touchdowns and. I think it's it's what you feel or what an owner feels about that. Um, so if, if you feel that that's great, that's all the production you need is three more touchdowns and you're totally happy with that, then okay. If you're not, then I think you should wait until he has a couple good games and then trade him. Um, because you're not going to – I don't think you're going to get much. What, what do you think his value is? I mean, I – Right now, I'm in a super flex league, and we just started. So this is a uh, first year super flex league, and he went with the. Let's see. Um, I, I just had it too. Uh, he was second round somewhere. Now that I'm on pressure, let's see. Um, he went with in the third round, third pick in a 12 team super flex league. So. Well, what 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 are your thoughts on 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 that? Yeah, I think you're right on. I think I think if you said if you told me he's going to catch ninety passes, fourteen hundred yards, and six touchdowns, I think that's probably what you expect, and that's a really 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 good season, and that's pretty close to what he had the last two years, except for last year he only had the three touchdowns. So when you said yeah, add in add in three more, that gets him back up to where he was the year before at six and I think that's I think that's a pretty reasonable assumption. That's top flight, really good production. The downside for him, I think, is way further than even like a guy like Michael Thomas that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think the downside for Julio Jones is much further. And you know, if, if you give me the option, even in a redraft league, I'm still taking. I'm, I'm going to take Michael Thomas over Julio Jones. That may, I mean, that may sound crazy. But and maybe it makes me sound like I'm a New Orleans homer, but I'd also take Devontae Adams over him too. Um, and you know, I could probably be talked into Keenan Allen and him being really close as well. Those are kind of the next few guys that are going after him. Where where would you rank him in terms of? Um, let's just say upside. Let's say the upside. We kind of know he's capped on his on his touchdown. That's just the player that he is. What would you say his upside is compared to Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen? I I don't think there there is an upside to him. I um it's 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 not like he's going to catch more passes and yards you know from the previous year. I mean, I don't see him catching a hundred balls in in you know, 105 balls and whatever, you know, 1,300 yards. You know, I it's, it's just not that, especially now that they have Calvin Ridley there and 
you know, they right. love Sanu and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's, I just, I, to me, that's his ceiling. You throw you slot three more touchdowns on there and that's his ceiling. So um, if I had to pick an upside, it would be three touchdowns. Yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm with you on that, and I, I think he's going too high on this. If, if we were to pull up a dynasty ADP chart, it probably would be more accurate on where I'm viewing him because I, I do think people well, are – go ahead. Not not necessarily. I um, So I'm looking at, uh, at the draft I was just uh, speaking about. Michael Thomas went at 112, so first-round 12th okay. pick. Um, and – Keenan Allen went second round eighth pick, and Devontae Adams went second round tenth pick, which was all above Mike Evans, which is really kind of interesting. But um, Mike Evans went second round probably because of Jameis Winston. I don't know, but second round twelfth pick. So all those went ahead of ahead of Julio Jones. Okay, and Mike Evans went ahead of him as well. Yes. And I would guess somewhere about the time Julio Jones went, somebody said, oh, this must be the time to take A.J. Green. And he probably went right after that, I would guess. Uh, Green, let's see. Amari Cooper went right after that. Uh, Okay. He was the next. And then A.J. Green, let's see, where's A.J. Green at? Um, Not not too far from that. He went uh, third round, 11th pick. Okay, so not not bad value, um, not bad value, I guess, for AJ Green there. So, but I want to touch on something. It sounded like you are really high on Mike Evans. I'm a little hesitant, partly because of the Jameis Winston thing and Ryan Fitzpatrick starting the first three games, but also partly because I'm not sure how good Jameis Winston is, and Mike Evans was really frustrating to own last year. Tell me. Tell me why it sounds like you're. You, it like you may have Mike Evans in your top five wide receivers, even. Uh, yeah, I, I. I do. I don't have him in top five now with, in redraft, just because of the whole Jameis Winston thing. But after three games, Jameis Winston's probably going to be back sometime after that, whether it's game four or game six or whatever. But. Sometime in between probably game three and game six, he's going to return just because of the fact that I'm giving him that extra time just because that if even if Ryan Fitzpatrick blows open the doors against those three teams, the the Saints, I don't know who else is playing, the Saints, Eagles, and the Giants, I think, those two games, I don't remember. But they're they're good competition games. So – uh, if, if Fitzpatrick dominates, then I think he's going to earn a start for for week four, and then we'll see after that. But um, regardless, come week six, I don't see Fitzpatrick playing past that. Um, with that said, that just ruins Mike Evans' like season. Six weeks into the year, you're not going to get much. So I pass on him and redraft. But in Dynasty, it's a whole different story. You're right about James Winston, but – I think that he's Mike Evans is and Jameis Winston have that sort of rapport. So I'm 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 definitely thinking he's in the top five receivers. I, I'm not. I think AJ Green is on decline. 
Uh, Julio Jones is probably outperformed Mike Evans, but it's close. Um, so those kind of things. But, yeah, I, w- I would have him in my top five. I can see that. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, obviously a frustrating year last year, 1,000 thousand and one receiving yards, five touchdowns, um, seventy one catches on hundred and thirty six targets. That's a that's a low catch percentage there and I Whoa. think a lot of that has to do a lot of that has to do with Jameis Winston. So yeah, I don't know. I'm scared about Mike Evans, but I think at the same time you look back, it was just two years ago he caught twelve touchdown passes. So clearly has the ability to do that. If he can get back to being a red zone monster like he was that year. I mean, clearly the sky's the limit for him. So, certainly don't. I, I think upside-wise, he's he's got as much upside as as any of these other guys. Um, yeah. I want to briefly just mention too, like you know, now he's going number nine redraft, which is probably taken into account the Jameis Winston news. Right after him is Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill is a pretty interesting guy to talk about this year because. I think he came into the league. A lot of people assume he's just a gadget player. He's a guy that, you know, he's going to run some, going to catch two or three passes, and he might break one. But last year I think he proved that he can be a little bit more of a complete wide receiver. He's, he obviously had a tremendous year and all those different things. Um, new offense, or at least from the standpoint of having a new quarterback, you also have the addition of Sammy Watkins that could potentially take some – Targets away from him. Do you think? Let, let me Hill let me put his... you on hold. Let me put you on yeah, hold yeah. real quick, Cal. Sure. Hello, Can you. You read Sinocast? Hello. Hello. This is. Uh, yeah. Um, are you a caller for Sinocast? I want to talk about. Yeah, I'm. I'm calling up for the show because I want to talk about that new trade that just happened. Okay. Go ahead. All right, so if you heard, I think that the Green Bay Packers are looking to sign Derek Jeter out of retirement, and Floyd Mayweather is going to come play running back. That's interesting. Thank you for your information. I really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Some people just have all the time in the world. somebody or something like that you should have some type of a reference that are with athletes that have been anywhere relatable or anywhere close to the public center any just sometime in the last couple of years please like just somewhere <laughs> recent like if you want to make a lebron joke great like lebron's in the news like call and say like right. you just signed you know the yeah like lebron's gonna play tight end in the off season or DeMarcus Cousins, or, you know, maybe you want to say, Hey, we just found out Tom Brady signed with the Warriors. You know, that would be like a much better yeah. joke because the Warriors oh, are yeah. signing everybody, but like <laughs> Derek Jeter is going to play running back. What? <laughs> what is that? When has he ever? Yeah. Well, I think, think when was the last time he played like what, four years ago or something like that? I Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Now he now he owns and you know kind of helps run the Marlins and you know like he's 
nobody talks about Derek Jeter anymore. Like, right. come on, man. Like, I, I like the idea. You know, you, you found the show on Blog Talk. You called up and, hey, A-plus idea. You call up and just – as soon as he said this new trade that just happened, I knew, I knew oh, God, what is this going to be? But my, right. my hopes were high. My hopes were high that this was going to be a good joke, man. But, man, you just fell flat. Just way flat yeah. on the execution. Just, you know, got to have some better athletes than and Floyd yeah. Mayweather. What? What are you? What? what? <laughs> the Packers signed Floyd Mayweather? Mayweather. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Yeah. They, I mean, with all the stuff that just happened yesterday, that's like the best you can get is is just, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, there were so many useful things you could, you know, yeah, like I said, warrior jokes or something, man. Like, right. God, yeah. Open up I mean, Twitter I and feel, feel one of their jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Warriors, that, I love that. That that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, like, like. That would have been perfect. Yeah, come on. So, <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that puts yeah, us right up against our time cap here for today, actually. It does. Good, good, good way to to send things off. Uh, you can follow me at RFL Red Zone and Cal at Dino Cal Calf Cal D Y N O Calf Cal. And yeah, make sure you do. Uh, we love to talk football or whatever else, as long as it's not um, Derek Jeter or uh, you know George Foreman jokes. I'm going to have my uh, scouting report on Jeter as a running back ready to go. And Floyd May- what do you say Floyd Mayweather was going to do? Yeah, uh, I play running back, I think. I don't know, or wide receiver. Okay, or all right. We'll have our uh, scouting reports ready to go for that. And uh, yeah. any other, like, you know, 90s, early 2000s athlete maybe that – Mike could be brought up out of the tackle, as, maybe. <laughs> yeah, something, man. Like, okay, well, Jack Nicholson or or Nicholas or see, I can't even get that right. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Well, we'll you know, yeah. and we'll be back with our regular size show next week, and we'll we'll have a little bit better rundown on some of these wide receivers. Try to go through quickly, and um, we'll go back with our regular analysis next week. So, looking forward to definitely talking to you guys then. Alright, yeah, thanks Cal. Everybody, take yep, it easy. Thanks, Mike. Right. See you welcome. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.